Hey, Susan. Hi, Sadi. Welcome back. Yay! Yes, I'm so glad you're back. Oh, last, Susan. Last week I struggled. No, you didn't. You. <laughs> you did such a great job. You so, did. I love so, the Halloween edition. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so I, I'm happy um, that you're back. What are, what are, why are we talking so soon? Is there some extra session? Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. No, no. We had an OSCE, but that's not an extra session. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think we're talking about boundaries. Boundaries? Yes. What? Not the border, the boundaries. The boundaries. Yes. What, kind, what kind of boundaries? Uh, I guess the boundary between us and our students. Oh, relationship boundaries. Relationship. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, what's your disclaimer? Oh, yeah. Oh, the views and opinions of, yay, Saji and myself, Suzanne, are our own views and opinions and in no way reflect the views and opinions of um, the TCU and UNT Health Science Center School of Medicine, although we are reviewing a, a policy, a guideline today, which is can be kind of dry and boring, but this is not dry and boring stuff. This is interesting and dynamic right exactly i mean i think this is stuff that we innately know but i mean are there really some guidelines that would kind of push us one direction versus the other it's all black and white right it's all totally clear we totally know what to do yeah it's always gray it's always it's always so clear (laughs) (laughs) so anyway but first let us let us let us do a little avow. We we dug this up somewhere. This was from the um, Society of Academic Emergency Medicine, actually. And um, and uh, Saji, what's our what's this nice vow as a teacher of medicine? What do you vow? I vow to respect, give all who seek to learn medicine the dignity to do to a colleague. Yes. And um, as a teacher of medicine, I vow fairness, treating all students and fellow teachers equitably in a manner free of prejudice, abuse, or coercion. I, as a teacher, value mentorship, nurturing and encouraging the requisite technical, intellectual, and moral virtues of the profession in students of every kind through my words and deeds. Yes. So I think it's very nice. I think this captures... um, how we want to treat our students and how we want to treat each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think, um, you know, what prompted, we've been thinking a lot about relationship boundaries and how um, to create healthy professional relationships in our LAC. We've been thinking about them a lot. And actually, there's, there's been some study and literature in this field. And um, the... Um, I know that the AMC, they survey students annually, and it was a real bummer to learn that even now, mistreatment of medical students is a, is a common issue um, and continues to be pervasive, especially in the domains of sexual harassment, discrimination, and abusive behaviors. Um, so... Is it perception is reality? I guess so. Yeah? And so I thought, you know, how much training did you get or, or, or even discussion about professional boundaries, professional relationship boundaries as you've been, because you, your roles have been student. They've been, um, so, so, so undergraduate student, medical student. Yeah. I was, uh, even, uh, at one point a program director. That's right. And it, it really, there was no explanation. No. It's boundaries we set. We set. Yeah. And, and so I think, um, I think we all, we have this gut feeling, our gut feeling guides us 
um, into what's right or wrong. And I think, you know, I was joking earlier when I said it's all black and white because like Saji said, there is a ton of gray here. Um, so soon you'll get this email and it'll a guideline. It'll be a, the guideline that has been approved by the School of Medicine around um, kind of giving some parameters um, around relationships. We thought today we'd we talk a bit about some terms, um, throw around a few cases, and then and then wrap it up. So, what are we talking about, Saji? So let's uh, take boundary straddling. Yeah. Right. What yeah. is that? What is what is boundary straddling? So, I think it's it's something it's it's behavior that's not typical of a standard teacher learner relationship, but it's not the level of a boundary crossing. So an example would be that the preceptor um, invites a medical student to join them and a group of medical students for lunch that the preceptor is providing in a break room prior to a planned session. That's that's boundary straddling. So I think we gotta get over this idea that any type of boundary crossing or boundary straddling is bad. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know if we can just totally think of any of these things in, in the terms of good or bad. Just, just, just being mindful that it is, um, it is a, a variation from the typical um, strict professional kind of interaction. Yeah, so I think uh, whenever you have a doubt or whenever you propose something to the student, I think the frame of mind is to go back 20 years as a medical student and what perception does that student have of what you're asking? Um, are they doing it out of, I want to please you? Yeah. Are they doing it really for medical education reasons? Or is it even proper to do now because it doesn't have any frame of reference of where they are in their career? Right, right. So there's just, you know, just some things we want to put. I know that all of these, most of these invitations or, you know, human kind of quest to make a connection is, is just normal part of relationship building. But we just want you know, um, everyone to be mindful of the power differential um, in this relationship that, you know, you as the preceptor are assessing your student. And it, and it, is, and it is a difficult task to, to kind of balance the closeness of mentoring and the, and the distance of objective assessment. So just holding that in mind um, as you um, have this role in assessing the student. So, so maybe we'll go on to boundary crossing. That would be another term to to know about. What's so that? That would be like a deviation from the usual supervisory behavior that is non-exploitative and maybe constructive. So inviting a preceptor uh, or invitation from a preceptor to a medical student to attend an evening uh, professional society meeting on a topic that is pertinent to the medical student. Career goal is an example of boundary crossing. Yeah, so again, it's not necessarily bad. You know, people, I think the knee-jerk reaction of, oh, you've crossed a boundary. Um, just know it, it's not necessarily bad. You just have to hold in your brain, you know, what is the aim of this invitation? Is it truly optional for the student? And is it equitable? Um, and then finally, uh, a term that, that, that probably no matter which way you spin it, it has a it's negative, bad. it's bad. <laughs> What's that one, Saji? Boundary violation. So that's the deviation of the usual supervisory behavior that is harmful or exploitative to the trainee, like asking a medical student to come for dinner, date, that's bad. 
Don't do that. Don't do that. But yeah. So, but I know all of us have probably shared a meal with a learner. For sure. For sure. And so anyway, so we'll talk some of these things because I think... Um, I guess it depends on the stage of the learner. Yeah. Right? I think that's what we're really talking at, yeah. right? We're talking at a phase one medical student yeah. versus a uh, you know third year, fourth year. I mean, those are to be continued topics. Exactly. So here's some hot topics that we just want to lay to rest now. All right. So number one, can, can we, is it okay? So is it okay to exchange cell phone numbers and communicate via text or calling? Is that okay? So yeah, I mean... Obviously, we all have phones, and that's the way we communicate, right? So generally, we can. It's kind of like your patients. Um, Do you give your, you know, like, we're really trusted patients. We do give them our cell phone, but we expect them to only call during work hours. Business hours, yeah. I mean, so business hours. And are we texting people that we don't know all that well in the professional way? Um, not necessarily, right? So yeah. texting personal reasons um, or, hey, how are you doing? And check in <laughs> at, you know, 9 o'clock at night. Maybe a, a Pro- bit of a... Boundary crossing. Cross. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so generally... So, I mean, the the cat's out of the bag here. We certainly um, released everybody's cell phone, and we live in the modern world and have exchanged this information. I just don't want to feel, nobody to feel bad about this. This is okay because, you know, I think if we use this form of communication to, like, talk about, um, hey, logistics, like, I got sick, I won't be there today, That that I think that's all well and fine. Or, you know, certainly in the hospital setting, oh, the whole team is um, going Waiting. to, you know, the fourth floor or, you know, in front of the medical lab, whatever. Um, that type of communication is certainly a okay. Um, and just kind of think about um, limiting that co- um, communication to professional matters. Okay. How about email? So, so email. So I think definitely still a okay. Don't feel bad. You know, you can certainly communicate via email. They should be professional in nature and pertinent to the learning need of the student. Okay. And social media. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So nope. Nope. <laughs> so, <laughs> no kind. So, so Snapchat, nope. Instagram, TikTok, whatever. <laughs> LinkedIn, you know, even, you know, people, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not on LinkedIn, but many people are. So, but even though it's a professional site, exactly. Um, you know, it's, it's maybe brownie points. It's, it's we don't know what yeah. that really means. You yeah. know, when a student is communicating outside of the realm of your teaching environment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so can, can preceptors and students meet outside of the clinical learning environment? Hmm. hmm. Mm. let's see can they can they well you know that I think that's a depends I think you know as a guide for phase one for these undifferentiated students these students are different than the um the, certainly different than the elective like audition rotator who's, who's definitely into your either fm or i am or whatever um you know, they have certain career goals and they kind of know what they're pursuing. They're in the process of differentiating into whatever type of physician. But these are undifferentiated students with a lot of essentially basic science and other time demands. I would say in general, um, no. they can meet 
um, outside the clinical learning environment, which is just a fancy term to meet, mean meet outside of the hospital, office, or clinic during these school-sponsored events mm-hmm. to include, but not in, um, not limited to, like, um, interest group meetings. But in general, as a guide, should probably not meet outside of planned phase one LAC sessions. Yeah. There are exceptions, right? And then you, as a preceptor, if you extend an invitation, please come to my professional society meeting or please come to my, I'm involved in leadership for some um, high level hospital or health system group. Um, the Drug s- rep dinner? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and the student has expressed a lot of interest in, you know, understanding the system side uh, or operational side of medicine, big, big system medicine. Um, and if you c- really clearly communicate that this is, they don't have to go. This is totally optional. You know, you decline and in no way negatively impacts your assessment from me. I think maybe, right? But you just yeah. have to be really careful about extending these invitations for these phase one learners. Yeah, they have so much basic science to learn. Yeah. They're, they're really busy students at this point. Like right now, you know, in real time, you have students this week who are kind of freaking out. They are um, having an OSCE with Saji and Karem. They have this these tests about lymphoma and other scary things. And, and I mean, you know, and we can look back and chuckle like, oh, I mean, it may be more, That's how it was for us. That was, yeah. you know, we may, or like kind of dismiss some of their worries. But, you know, for these people, they are really kind of freaking out, feeling really stretched. I mean, I had a lot of requests this week to um, push off the phase one LAC because they needed to, quote unquote, study for the OSCE. And I think, what what are we doing? I mean, right. isn't isn't you know, their experiences with you isn't that kind of, they should be like synergistic, right? right? You shouldn't think of phase one LAC session with you, the preceptor, getting in the way of their OSCE preparation. Right. Then we got to ask ourselves, what are we doing? Maybe right. we're not doing something correctly. Right. So anyway, just kind of, if you can, like I loved it, Saji, we were talking about this earlier and you said like in their shoes. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that when you say in their shoes? Yeah, I mean, I just probably going back to the basics of figuring out what is important to them at the point of time. Yeah. You know, if they're, they are going through this other things, it's, it's probably worth the conversation. Hey, what do you got going on this week? Yeah. And, oh, I, I'd like you to come to this, but I totally understand if you can't. It's the frame of reference and you put it to the student. But if yeah. you say, hey, here's an invitation, let me know if you can come, kind of puts them in a bind of like, oh, gosh, now they're waiting for me to respond back. But yeah. if you're like, hey, listen, if you got too many things, totally understand. There'll be another meeting yeah. in another six months. You know, exactly. I'll see you then. Exactly. Yeah. So give them an out. Give them, totally give them out and maybe reserve some of those invitations for um, for phase two or phase three. Yeah, which you guys are going to be preceptors for, so. There's plenty of time. These are not block rotators. They are not here for six weeks They're and yours. out of your life. They are hopefully, so you have some time to, you know, develop trust and, um, and I think all good relationships take time. They're not instantly formed. Yeah. Um, and I also like, we, you know, we got some feedback about this guideline from others. And one point was, you know, we're, we're I think, framing a lot of these, these conversations in terms of protecting the learner. And I know some people sort of bristle at maybe being too protective and bristling at this idea of this, um, you know, are they 
um, too fragile for various um, um, requirements or whatever. But but eh, I don't I don't know about that. But I I, I also know that you, you can also think about this as um, as uh, bi-directionally protective. So I um, informally some some faculty members also shared with me that they've had um, they've been stalked by um, learners and have oh, wow. and and so I think keeping things <laughs> keeping, keeping things distance yeah, you know healthy right again like we, we said it healthy earlier distance. exactly you're you're developing mindfulness around balancing the closeness of mentoring with the distance of assessment and that's that's a hard place to achieve but it is achievable and it does take work and you must and so we just want to put this idea of the higher the the um imbalance of power and mindfulness about boundaries we want to put that in your face and upfront anytime you're interacting with a student gotcha. okay i think the last one's a no brainer right can yeah. my preceptor be my physician um you uh, know and i bet this happens like more in a kind of even in these like subtle ways like you know, it's this um, convenience sample. Get labs. Yeah. Let's get, you know, yeah. Can you? I mean, I mean, my honestly, me. I you know, this is another boundary issue. But like, clinic staff will kind of sidle up to me when I'm precepting, and you know, it's because I it's I'm so accessible. Like yeah. access is right there. Oh hey, just write me a prescription. Yeah. What's going on with my you know X Y Z? And I'm like, oh my god, I'm cringing because a I don't want to talk about your X Y Z here in this not private area anyway and but then I feel like oh I want them to like me and oh blah 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 right there's all this stuff going on Well, there's medical board rules (laughs) exactly so we follow those yes yes right so anyway (laughs) can my preceptor also be my physician and the answer is no no so this is an example of dual relationship so barring him so say your student collapses in front of you is different yeah or yeah emergency responsiveness life and death of course ER. provide acute life-saving care but otherwise don't get involved yeah you're on a plane and you're the only doctor yes yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, exactly but um but otherwise no don't do that so other examples i just want to put it out there maybe obvious but maybe not so other examples of dual relationships that are no-no um you know and this is in the spirit of acting in the best academic interest of the student would be like don't hire students for personal services like child care or house seating house sitting so and and then don't um also uh, don't seek a personal friendship with your medical student so don't seek a dual avoid a dual relationship Whew. That's All right. a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff. So don't, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. But I mean, again, we just, we just want you to be mindful of and the comfortable, uncomfortable, and protection of yourself, and yeah. we want to make sure you're safe. Because what did we vow earlier? We wanna we wanna treat all students and teachers equitably. We wanna create a good, friendly, conducive learning environment. Yeah. That's what we wanna do. I really like that last line. Mentorship, nurturing, encouraging, the requisite technical, intellectual, and moral virtues of the profession and students of every kind through my words and deeds. Yeah. So what I do is what you do. Yeah. So and again, as these relationships develop and you then your student um, progresses and yeah. and you're out of an assessment role and then I think it's it's you know then it's different and then you know mentorship you know you're not you're not assessing anymore I think then there there are 
there are different opportunities um, um, to continue the relationship. You know, we, we by no means want this to be a barrier to, to healthy mentoring relationships. But I, again, I want you to be very aware of the balance between um, closeness and the distance of assessment. Whew, that's it, I think. All right. Okay. So we're going to talk about uh, the guidelines. Oh, are okay. We, are we going to go through those real quick? Or, um, or they kind of, I think what, we, we could read on them. Yeah, yeah. I'll say, we'll send this in a big email. I think, I think we summarized it. Yeah. Th- there are some things that you can do to help yourself, um, like um, to protect yourself from boundary violations. Um, a couple of them would be to nurture your own personal life and relationships. Our jobs are hard and stressful. Yeah. Sometimes it's easiest to seek um, comfort and solace. And those, again, it's this convenience sample in the person who's like right next to you and available with ears. Yeah. But just be mindful of who you dump on. Yeah. <laughs> so don't and, dump on your student. You know, let's, let's dump on each other. Yeah. You know, like honestly, me and Susan, yeah. you utilize this time to really reflect and, and help each other cope uh, with oh, yeah. with a lot of things and, yeah. and it's you know personal versus you know professional versus whatever but yeah. it's something another physician can really understand because we all have really hard time having a good work-life balance and yeah. this is not what the session's about but yeah. work-life balance so reach out to us uh yeah. by email yeah. or or ways so that we can figure out if we need to like have something separate going on here exactly okay okay all right, that's, that's a tangent, a, but that's a good one. That's a, that, um, it's a segue. Um, join us at the Press Cafe. Oh, yes, we're going November twenty first. Yeah, in the evening, like five thirty and beyond. They they reserved an upstairs room. Yeah, um, for bring some, a friend. Bring a friend. Um, there's gonna be appetizers uh, there. Physician friend. Yeah, physician friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, physician yeah. friend. Yeah, okay, physician okay. friend, so that we can yeah. uh, go ahead and also help them in the, our recruitment process, which we need more physicians. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, I think again, prize uh, for that too, right? Door prizes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. There are door prizes and yeah. everything. So you get some nice food and good company. It's a nice location if you've never yeah. been. Let's, let's meet. Let's, let's meet. Talk. Meet up in person instead of us just talking at you. Yeah. Talk uh, to us. Yeah. And... We'll talk with each other. Share. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Thanks. All right. Thank you guys.